You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and good day, San Jose and all of Sharks territory. Welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Nick Floor. Today I am uh, doing the introductory segment of our episode. I think we're on what, episode 93? Or couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't fucking tell <laughs> Sounds you. right. Sounds right. <laughs> Somewhere in the 90s, yeah. We're, yeah. In there. we're getting closer to 100. Uh, joining me today, I have Dylan, of course, and producer T. Uh, Kyle is still wrangling his internet at the Starbucks, so we're, we're we're still trying to get him all figured out. He got a nice new MacBook, so I might have to do a little IT stop at his house here <laughs> at the end of the week so we can get things up and running. How you guys been doing? Good, man. I've been good. Um, Isha Jerome, who was on our last episode, is still suffering mightily uh, from those bamboo shoots that he had to eat. He, he hasn't been the same man since. So yeah, he's got PTSD, post traumatic shoots disorder right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's still dealing with the after effects of that how you doing t i'm good man yeah it's good That's come, uh, producer <laughs> t, what, what are you drinking there like when nick was doing the intro i hear some like glass hitting yeah. the, some ice hitting the glass and a straw going around I'm like is this I really thought, the time to be stirring thought, a goddamn drink well no i actually thought the straw would make less noise because i no okay. yeah but it, it's actually just wrangling the ice more so, <laughs> okay is it just decision it, is it just a plain Coke, or what are you drinking there? Good old Diet Coke. Oh, Diet. Good old DC. Yeah, I've always that's always what I've drank, man. I don't yeah. like regular Coke. Fair enough. Know you know, here in the ice hitting the glass, I had, like, wind chime flashbacks from Kyle. <laughs> so. is, this, is Kyle here? Motherfucker. <laughs> is he near me? Kyle, if you can hear me, <laughs> make a sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, Kyle, we love you. We love you. Guys. <laughs> oh man! All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna jump right into our Twitter question segment. We kind of threw a uh, tweet out there last weekend asking for some questions about anything, like literally anything. We even threw some dating advice options out there. Nothing came in, so I, I'm guessing 2021 starting off pretty good for some people if they're not asking <laughs> for any dating advice. Uh, but our first question is coming in from a, a longtime listener and viewer, Jeff Facoon, and. He's actually the, I think he's the president and CEO of the John Leonard fan club because his question is, does John Leonard make the team? And I'm assuming he says, when he says team, he's talking about the Sharks roster, not like CUDA or anything like that. So um, what do you guys think? Uh, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, he makes the team. I feel like there's some open spots for him to make a splash. And I think John Leonard's a damn good player. I think he could be a really solid, you know, third line guy in the NHL. So I think, I think this year he might actually get it done. So I'm going to say yes. Nice. What about you T? Yeah. I mentioned briefly last weekend, just that this is going to be a great uh, season and a couple seasons for any young shark player or anyone that's trying to break into the spot. And I think he, he fits the bill. Exactly. It's going to be, you know, it's the shortened season. It's going to be intense. I think we're going to be, we're going to need the bodies. I think he's a good option. And hopefully if he, if he, you know, 
does all the right things, has the right attitude, he could be a good asset for this team moving forward in the next few years. And I mean, hey, this is the San Jose Sharks. We're going to have some injuries throughout the season. We're going to have exactly. some long injuries throughout the season, which will give him more opportunities uh, to make the team. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, John Leonard was my player to watch for the uh, for the camp, and so far he's been doing amazing. He's actually been partnered, uh, based on reports from Shang Pang, uh, it says that uh, he's been playing with Gregor and Marlowe the last couple of days. So, I mean, if you're on a line with Patrick Marlowe, you're pretty much slotted into more than likely a third-line winger spot, which, I mean, even that and maybe a second power play role, I'm really interested to see how the team kind of just brings him in and utilizes all of his assets. Man, it, doesn't it feel a little bit weird that Marlowe's back again? I like, was actually I don't just want, thinking that. I was thinking like, that. I, I know once I see it, it's going to be like, all right, this is like this is what we've seen over the last 15 years. But just the fact that we thought we were done with this player, well, essentially. I felt like I felt like when he went to Pittsburgh, that was it. That was his like. That's that's what I thought too. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to be interesting. But yeah, I think we're all in agreement. John Leonard is probably going to make this team. Let's hope if so. I'm, please. Uh, uh, touching on the Marlowe like matter, I don't think the Sharks trade him this year. Just going to put that out there. I don't think they do because I don't think there's going to be a lot of takers, and I don't think the price is going to be good enough. No, they're not going to get a third rounder for him like they did. Last year from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was making one final push before they knew their timer and their window was closed. But he's going to stick with the Sharks, I think, for the whole season. And barring any injuries, he's going to break the uh, break that record, I believe. Yeah, for games 40. played. Yeah, so that is all, um, to that. that's like that's unbelievable to me. I don't think feel like enough people are talking about it. Once once he hits the record, I guess it'll be uh, be in the news. But I mean, that is quite the feat, and and the fact that he's still producing pretty well offensively at this point in his career is, is pretty amazing. So uh, looking forward to that this season. Yeah. San Jose has never been like a big market team. You know, they're not like Toronto or Boston or something like that. So that's why I feel like it's not being hyped up as much as it would be if it was any of those big market teams. Do you but think this might I, be his last year? Yeah. Yeah. I'd I, say so. I think that might be why he's back. He wants just one last full year and end as a shark, right? Yeah, end as a shark. Record. Exactly. Break the record as well. So yeah. Yeah, it's it's fitting. It, it really is. And like, if yeah. for a guy like Marlowe, you want to end your career on a high. You don't want to be forced out of the NHL, right? And he's in the position where he can still, you know, probably have a pretty productive year and just call it a day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. All right, we got uh, we have an interesting question here from Shane Van Ice. <laughs> he actually sent this to us uh, a couple weeks ago. I must have just missed it. Like we said on last episode. We got tagged in so much stuff from the weekly nightly guys that uh, I, I don't know what was going on. Every time I turned on my phone, there was like 30 notifications. So I missed a couple. I missed a couple. But uh, at your boy SV says, if it was Dylan, Nick, and producer T versus Kyle, but Kyle just chugged a Mickey or a fifth of Russian gas, who would win <laughs> and who out of the three would play goalie? So I'm assuming this is a hockey match, right? And not a fist so, fight. Exactly. So this is the scenario where we're all playing hockey. Kyle is just like demolished off of uh, off of liquor or the Russian gas. And one of us has to be in net. Who, who would be the goaltender out, out of the three of us? Nose goes. I'd honestly probably have to go. My, my skating isn't, uh, isn't exactly uh, anything to write home about, let's be honest. All right. So we're going to throw producer T in net. I got the um, big body too. I can, you know, at least I, I cover some of the net, you know? 
I exactly. Can, I don't know how I would feel taking a slap shot from Kyle McLaren. Dude, I know. Can you imagine that? <laughs> that sounds oh, terrifying. That's yeah. terrifying. Like... I can count the amount of times I've been ice skating on my two hands. So it's not like my skating is going to be any better yeah, than I'm, yours. I'm an awful skater. I, I'm not a great skater either. But you know what? I feel like we could take advantage of those knees. If we can get Kyle <laughs> bending those knees real quick side to side, it's done. It's over. It might end up with the surgery. Who knows? That's the risk you take when you play hockey. But uh, I don't know. I think we could do it. But in this imaginary uh, scenario, does he have a goalie or is this just an empty net? Like, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Net. Yeah. So I, I think we could do it. I can ice the puck pretty well. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we might get a couple of lucky ones. Uh, Until he delivers a hip check, then I just quit. I'm done. The, the second he takes a run at me, I'm just flopping. <laughs> yeah. I'm just Jonathan, turtle I'm on the ice. Yeah. I'm just going to Jonathan Marsha, so I'm just going to die. Yeah. So uh there you go, Shane. But I, I think we'd win. Let's let's put it that way. We'd win. <laughs> Not by a lot, and we might be hurt after the matter, but I yeah. Might I be. Know. Oh, there's a hundred percent guarantee. Oh, I'm pulling something. <laughs> I'm pulling something. <laughs> like not even from a hit from Kyle. Like you're just gonna pull a groin or something trying oh, to yeah. skate out there. I'm like, oh God, I should have worn my Carlson jersey. I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> okay. All right. Rip it on me for that Carlson jersey once again. <laughs> you bastards. All right. Uh, last week, we did our predictions for the West and the North Division. This week, we're going to dive into the Central and the East. Um, I'll, I'll start it off again. We'll just go through the list, how we have it up on our outline. In the Central, from first to last, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Dallas Stars, the Nashville Predators. Those are my playoff teams. And then I have the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Florida Panthers, Chicago Blackhawks, and the Detroit Red Wings missing the playoffs. I feel like, you know, I have Tampa Bay in first year, but I feel like Carolina could take that spot. I mean, Tampa Bay, yes, they just won a Stanley Cup. Are they going to be all in it to start out this season? Who knows? Um, and Carolina, I just think they're a great young team. They're due for a breakout, and I feel like that's going to be this season, especially being a shortened season. I think that's going to play to their benefit here. Uh, so, yeah, th those two I could swap out. But I definitely think Tampa Bay, Carolina, Dallas, and Nashville, those are my playoff teams. And I I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, Producer T, what do you have? Well, I actually have the same four playoff teams and the same four missing the playoff, just in a bit of a different order. I also have ta uh, Tampa winning. But I have Dallas coming second, Nashville third, and Carolina in fourth. Um, Nashville and Carolina are going to be – Pretty interchangeable there. I, I agree Carolina's a good young team. I just think Nashville's due for a bounce-back year. I think they struggled last year, but they started to get a bit better towards the end. I think hopefully they can come back. I, I love Nashville. It's a good team. Um, I think Dallas Dallas has been good for the past couple of years. They showed that last year in the playoffs. And, you know, they've got Pavelski. So that we, we kind of a little bit of bias there. Uh, my bottom four, I had Columbus, Florida, Chicago, and Detroit. I think Detroit's definitely going to be the basement team here, kind of like the Ottawa of the North. Um, it could go completely wrong for Chicago as well. They, they could yeah. be that bottom team. It would not surprise me. Yeah, I agree. I think those two are definitely going to be the basement. Uh, Columbus and Florida, I think Columbus has just overachieved too much, well, too consistently now. Yeah. I think this, this is the type of year, a shortened year, where other teams are going to maybe, you know, resurge rather than uh, Columbus, who I think they – do better over a longer team, over a longer period where they can grind out the results. In this division, though, I feel like the top four teams are just going <laughs> to annihilate the bottom yeah. four. I mean, there's going like to be the, such a difference in points. 
For sure. I think the top four and the bottom four are pretty much a lock in this one. Unless unless Nick has a has a throw a spanner in the works there. Oh, and I oh, see yeah. it all, I see it on the my wrench. Here's my fucking wrench. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So, um, I still be careful who you say that to. By the way, here's my wrench. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's God. awesome. Um, I have Tampa Bay in first. Now, I I have a mental asterisk next to them because I believe Kucherov's out for the season. Um, that doesn't yeah. take away play for everybody else in that lineup especially goaltending, which is the biggest difference of these teams. Um, I still have them first. Dallas, I actually have second. No bias there at all. It's not like I'm like a huge Pavelski fan or anything like that. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's mainly Pavs as well as them still re-signing uh, Hudobin in the offseason. So you're, you're locking down that netminder. So for me, it was them just a little bit above Carolina because if I remember correctly, Carolina still has Mrazic as the starting goaltender. And I, I feel like Yes, they they have the prospects to move forward and to develop into that next level team. I'm not saying they're not making the playoffs, but I still don't think that they're going to have that edge over Dallas's sh- like shutdown defense and like high fi- high flying offense. Um, so that goes into Carolina at third, and then the the big uh, twist here is Columbus. The big wrench. The big twist here is Columbus. I actually have in the fourth seed. Um, thought on it for a little bit thought a lot about Nashville and what they've done. And I still see them being a fringe team, much like San Jose. Uh, So I, I I kept them at fifth and I actually put Columbus in the playoffs because, you know, they still got, there's the whole Pierre Luc Dubois stuff going on. He's back with the team and they still have one of the best head coaches. Well, biggest hard asses as a head coach, but they still have an amazing head coach. Uh, Then Nashville, Florida, Chicago, Detroit, just, just, Florida, Chicago, Detroit is basically bottom three. And then it was sorting out the rest of the top five. I think Columbus is the team where you, you factor in the head coach the most into your decision-making here. Because and I don't the think, Islanders. The Islanders too. Yeah. And, and we'll get to that. But, you know, I think Tortorella really does make a difference in the style that he coaches. And I mean, yeah, they don't, they, they might not have the top end talent, but they got a lot of heart on that team. So I, I could, I could see them making the playoffs They're That's the one team out of the bottom four where I could see it being interchangeable with the playoff team. I really um, like their goaltending tandem as well. Yeah. So I have Kyle's predictions. Uh, just let me bring them up here. So from first to last, we have Tampa, Carolina, Dallas, Columbus, Florida, Nashville, Chicago, Detroit. So pretty similar. Uh, same as you, Nick, actually. He has Columbus yeah. in the playoffs. He has Nashville fi- finishing under Florida, though, uh, which I thought was interesting. I don't see the Florida Panthers doing too much this season. But I think we're all pretty, you know, we're all agreeing on the top four here, uh, generally. At least the top five. I think that we got the top yeah. five locked down. Yeah. All right. So let's move over to the East. Uh, I'll go first again, and I'll go from first to last. I have the Philadelphia Flyers in first, followed by the New York Islanders, Washington Capitals, and the Boston Bruins. Now, missing the playoffs, I have the Pittsburgh Penguins. That was a tough one to put the Penguins up there. The Crosby, Malkin, you, you think they'd be a shoe in every year, but I just feel like they're going to take, take a bit of a step back this season. Uh, then I have the New York Rangers, Buffalo Sabres, followed by the New Jersey Devils in dead last. Producer T, what do you got? So I'll go the same. So I've got New York Islanders first, Washington second, Philadelphia third, and Boston fourth for my playoffs. And then I've got the New York Rangers, 
Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and the Devils in the basement. Um, yeah, this one, I, I, I had a tough time with the top four. I think the Islanders, like we talked, like we, you kind of briefly mentioned earlier, Nick, like, um, the, the coaching is just so good. And they've, they've been a good team for the past couple of years. Like, I feel like they, yeah. they could have taken it last year. And, and, you know, I think they'll, they'll continue that trend. They definitely haven't gotten worse. So I'm going to go Islanders first. Washington, I don't know. I feel like it's going it's, to, it's hard to ever discount Washington. They're always a solid team. And then, yeah, exactly. Then I've got Philadelphia and Boston. And, you know, I don't know if Boston will make it. Philadelphia will for sure. I think Boston struggled last year. I don't know if they're going to struggle again this year. They might not miss the playoffs, but they're not going to be a dominant force that they have been for the past, well, it feels like a long while now. Um, I, I had a tough time when I was making my final playoff team. Like, I didn't know if I should put Pittsburgh or Boston. Like, it was really a toss-up to me. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I, I actually had the Rangers coming in fifth. I think Pittsburgh is going to be uh, kind of a, a tank year. I, it kind of reminiscent of, like you said, you know, Crosby and Malkin, but they're getting older. It's kind of like the Thornton Marlowe. They're, they're older, kind of fading a little bit. They're not going to be putting quite as much numbers up on the board, and they haven't done a huge amount on the offseason either. So I think, uh, yeah. And it's sad to see Buffalo. I'd like them to have a good year just because Eichel's such a great player. But, yeah, I don't think they'll do great. Uh, Nick, what do you got? So uh, basically just copy and pasted what Dylan put. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's coincidental. Uh, the only difference between our picks is actually the last two, I believe. I actually had the Devils finishing above Buffalo. Which is surprising to me. It is. Yeah, I didn't. So, yes, Buffalo had the addition of Taylor Hall. But. I just feel like I don't know. I just I, I it's a hunch. It's a gut feeling that Buffalo is going to be bottom of the barrel again. Like it, it takes one one bad instance on that team for them to just swirl down the fucking toilet. They do it. It is, every, it is a cursed team. It really is. Yeah. For me, I actually did this backwards. I didn't start top four and then work my way down. I started with the worst teams and worked my way up. So I have Philly finishing in first because I feel like Philly was slept on a lot last year. And then they surprise a lot of people with where they finished. And then they're going to surprise a lot of people again this year. Uh, I have the Islanders at second. I have the Capitals in third. And I actually have Boston in fourth. Pittsburgh's out of the playoffs. Rangers in sixth. I almost put the Rangers ahead of Pittsburgh. I feel like the Rangers are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Yeah. Um, even I, I'm not expecting Lafreniere, Lafreniere, however you pronounce his name, Laffy. I'm not expecting him to come in and make like a huge difference off the bat immediately, but I, I mean, you still have Panarin, you still have the the fundamental basics of that team that was pretty successful given the prior year. So uh, and they biggest, have you know Capo Caco, another really good young player. He's going to take a step up. Exactly. Um, yeah. Boston, Lester, sorry, if Boston has a bad year, I think that the Rangers could make the playoffs. I think they've yeah they, in the short shortened season, such a young core. I think they got a chance. That Sorry, would be my biggest surprise. I, I was literally getting to that. My biggest surprise would would be for the entire league would be the Rangers mm-hmm. actually to make the playoffs as the fourth seed and upset a lot of teams on the way, beating Buffalo, New Jersey, Boston, and Pittsburgh. I feel like it's not impossible. I feel like it would surprise a lot of people, but that would probably be my biggest upset. My dark horse to make the playoffs for the entire NHL would be the Rangers. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see that. I mean, they have... Mick is a Nobody talks about this guy, but man, he's one of the best centers in the league. You know, I'd say 
a top 15 center in, in the NHL. I mean, consecutively, he puts up 30 goals a year. I think he even had 40 goals a couple seasons ago. So, yeah, they, they have the pieces there in New York. I mean, goaltending is going to be a bit of not, – not an issue, but it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. If they can get great goaltending, I think, you know, the sky's the limit for this team. Uh, so that wraps up our predictions. We got I, I got to put together like a graphic of some sort. And uh, so we have some evidence of what our picks were. And at the end of the season, we can look back and realize how uh, how foolish we are. We should almost put a couple bucks on this. We should. How, how, about the, how about the loser has to eat some chili bamboo shoots? Uh, no. No, okay. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not living that. I'm not living what I saw. <laughs> that is I saw what I saw. Okay. <laughs> hey, you didn't have to smell it. I smelt it. And yeah. It was. Oh, I don't. For, for everybody no, yeah. listening, go back, check out our last episode, the live stream. Uh, it, it was it was disgusting. Isha Jerome is he's a shaken man now. He's having a tough time. He really is. <laughs> we, might have, we might have to get him to talk to somebody about this and uh, get over these bamboo issues. But anyways. It's been a fun episode. We'll get that graphic together soon. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to touch on? Just excited, excited for more camp, honestly. Excited for hockey yeah. to be here. Um, it's days away. Out. Days yeah. away, man. Exactly. Check out the scrimmage games. If you're not following the Sharks on Twitter, like, what the hell are you doing? But they post a lot of highlights and a lot of uh, – there's a lot of good references to different people who are there, essentially members of the media. Always recommend Shang Peng. He has live tweets the second that they're coming out. Quotes from Bob Bugner. He's got great stories up on San Jose Hockey Now. Uh, just really looking forward to continuing to cover the training camps and uh, getting this content out for you guys. Yeah, we need to get Shang back on the show, you know, in, in maybe a month or so once the season started. Is that like that guy knows everything there is to know about the San Jose Sharks? I know he hasn't been covering the team for that long, but that guy knows his stuff. He's he's interesting yeah. to talk to. I believe he's traveling with the team as well. He's he set up a not like a it's kind of like a GoFundMe. It's a piggy bank, I think, is what it's technically called. Where he's a uh, you know out of his own pocket essentially. He's going and just traveling with the team to all these games to give the best coverage possible. So go and support him, please, because without our support as fans and everyone else's support. He ha- doesn't have the ability to do it. So I'm going to actually get in contact with him to see if we can bring him on just before the season starts to give his outlook on essentially how it's going to go, what he expects us to be as far as points wise, playoffs, lineups, power plays, all that jazz um, and go support him at San Jose hockey now.com. Awesome. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. I'm pumped for that. All right, guys, let's give a, give a last shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself on Twitter at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. You can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net. Producer T, where can the fans find you? At producer underscore TEE. And Nick? You can find me at Nick Floor underscore. There we have it. All right, folks, we will catch you on Monday. Yeah,